0: everybody, welcome to Awkward Silence. This is the show that takes you from the spotlight into the green room with some of your favorite stand-up comics as well as some of the best undiscovered talent here in Las Vegas. Of course, one of the only comedy shows that encourages you to participate if you're watching us live. Definitely hook us up with some questions in the live chat. Uh, If you miss us live, email me anytime, awkward at VegasVideoNetwork.com, subscribe to the show via iTunes. And most importantly, there is now the audio-only version of Awkward Silence, all the comedy No fat faces. Uh, So, um, I'm Brian Maliga. Uh, Lonely for the moment, as you can see, uh, Brant Tobler, the always fashionable Brant Tobler, uh, is not here. He said he couldn't make it today because he's having car trouble. And as usual, I I just feel like next week when he's here, car trouble is gonna be something so different to him than it is to me. It's not gonna be like fucking transmission, it's gonna be a hooker wedged uh, in the back seat. (laughs) or something, what would you call it? Uh, so we'll, uh, wishing Brant the best. Um, we have an awesome headliner, one of my favorite comics ever. I'm very excited about it. Uh, before, we, uh, before we get to our headliner, I just wanna say a big thank you to everybody uh, who wished me uh, condolences uh, over the past week. Um, it was actually my wife lost a very close member of her family, um, so she had to go to New Jersey for the, the service and all that. Uh, that's when the real tragedy began. <laughs> Uh, as I was in charge of my three-year-old alone. Uh, a Typical selfish comic, why me? Why Why does the Lord pick me to test? Um, you may think you're a decent parent, you have no idea until you are the only thing keeping a toddler alive. Uh, it was very stressful, uh, and uh, and I blame that specifically. I wanted to lay some groundwork um, before we did fit or fat, so I just wanted to mention that. You can do that. Your, you're a very offensive icon for fit or fat, if you like now, Scott. Oh, God, my head is large. Um, well, uh, so I gained a pound. But really, if you think about it, you want to play it? Go, oh, well, you missed your opportunity. Uh, the important thing here is that uh, in, in the, uh, just effort to, uh, to keep myself and my, there we go. <laughs> Keep myself and my child alive. There was a lot of unhealthy eating. Um, kids seemed fine with it, so I seem uh, fine with it. And I'll take only a one pound gain. Uh, also, wanted to thank uh, Brant and uh, and you, Scott, for uh, for stepping in on the last show. I thought you guys did a great job, and also for the kind words uh, about my show uh, downtown with Todd Paul a couple of weeks ago. It was awesome. Thanks, man. Uh, it was awesome. it was you know it was a lot of fun. I I, I talked about it before. I don't get to perform as much as I used to. And it's hard, you know, it, it's not like you can just, even if you're doing jokes you've done for, for years, it's hard to just flip that switch. There's a comfort level that you have on stage when you're a comic, uh, and when you're not doing it for a while, that goes away, and you have to start up again. You have to get it back. So I was really nervous about uh, working that whole week, especially with Todd, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy and, uh, and a great entertainer, and he also draws. You know, people come out to see him. I mean, I think all but two of the shows weren't sold out. Uh, so, it was a really, uh, but, but it ended up going really well um, and, uh, and thank you and your wife uh, came down and caught the show we as well. Great, we had a great time, man. You crushed it. Yeah. No, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I wanted to talk about it. You brought it up on the last show, but the, the sort of the, the interesting thing about the night you were there, Saturday night, which was the most packed. They actually had to open up like right. a back section that's usually right. curtained off. Right. Uh, it was packed. Uh, there was a woman right in the front and uh, eventually, I thought, ended up becoming a distraction uh, she was laughing and her laugh sort of would, at, well after everyone else was done laughing and was staring at me judgingly waiting for the next thing, <laughs> she would then, that's like when she would start her laughing. And it was, it was of course like this loud, very distinct laugh and, uh, and, and it got to a point where, you know, so I mentioned it the first time and I kind of made a joke out of it yep. and I got a laugh and yep. then uh, and, and it, in my head it was one of those things like, should I mention it or not mention it? It was a big enough distraction that I mentioned it and it was great because I got a joke out of it but now every time it happened, the crowd was, you know, would giggle a little right. bit, and then they'd look at me to make another. So, so it got to a point where it kind of started. You know, I'm I'm not a guy that that's great with, with crowd work. You know, I have my jokes, and I'd rather just tell them. Uh, but you, you know. did,
1: but you did do a couple responses yeah. to that.
0: Yeah, and, and it ended up and it ended up going really well. But yeah. but you know, it it also you know sort of the behind the scenes. We've talked about it before. How when you're a comic, your brain can just be doing this thing, your mouth's on this autopilot, right? It's just doing your jokes. Uh, and then your brain's kind of working things out. Like, you know, uh, sometimes in between a joke, I would have to stop and, and address her. And it kind of fucks up what kind of what yep. the, the rhythm you had going. Yep. It ended up being, being really, you know, it was great. It was fine, and some of the best laughs I got were, you know, were, were dealing with her. Were you surprised when she came by and said that she was a stand-up? Yeah, uh, that was the weird part. She comes to the bar afterwards and says she's a comic and gives me her card. <laughs> then I started getting, then I started getting. All right, something's fishy. First of all, she's clearly not from around here because I can do nothing for her. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I almost feel like a comic should know better. So like a part of me was like, I wonder if she's kind of just doing it for a little bit of attention or, or something like that. I mean, Brandt was right uh, when he's like, he would have ignored it, because especially when it comes to women in a crowd, like you're, you're in some dangerous territory, especially as like a white male, uh, you're in some dangerous territory dealing with women in the crowd. Uh, I, I, I had no intention of being rude and like intentionally mean to her. I, it didn't get to a nasty point. No. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts were as an audience member. I thought it was something that was, it was big enough that it needed to be uh, addressed. Well, I thought your, your second crowd
1: work thing where you said, I don't know whether I love you or hate you, Yeah, Uh, really got the crowd uh, pretty jazzed up about you interacting with her. It felt like to me. Uh, So I thought it was great. It was like a
0: bloodlust. They were were hoping I chose hate.
1: When you, uh, what was the last time you were up before this last
0: week? Um, Well, I had had, uh, opened a couple nights, but it had probably been about two, two, three weeks. So do you take a couple days before you feel like you're in your rhythm? Yeah, you know, Tuesday night ended up being a really great night. That was the opening night, and I'm I'm always happy on Tuesday because downtown especially, they don't draw a huge crowd. It's 30-40. But there was you know, 130, 140 people. So I, you know, I, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And, uh, and I was happy. In the long run, I was happy. Because right. had it been a smaller crowd, and maybe I wasn't getting a lot of energy going, I think maybe it would have taken me a couple days to kind of get my feet under me. But uh, uh, normally, for me, that's, that's, that, yeah, that's sort of a normal process. But I think it kind of got me up to speed a little bit quicker. And uh, it always makes me realize that I shouldn't not, be, you know, not perform for, it seems for long like, stretches of time.
1: Well, it seems like comedy in general here is doing better. The Brad Garrett room seems to be more full than what I heard in the past. Mm-hmm. L.A. Comedy Club is doing better. I mean,
0: something's going on here, it appears to me. I hope so, yeah. A couple weeks ago, it was, a great, it was a great week for me to be working you know, with, with basketball and with St. Patrick's Day. Um, so yeah, Spring break, so there was a lot going on. But you're right, there seems to be some carryover. People are going out. Maybe the weather getting a little warmer because yeah. God knows the frigid fucking 55 degree temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Where <laughs> we're keeping people out. But uh, whatever it is, uh, it's doing better. Uh, and I can't stress it enough, if there's anything that I can say on this show, uh, it's that there's Live comedy is a completely different animal. You can watch it on TV. You can YouTube your favorite comic. Listen to the, you know, watch their DVD. Listen to their CDs. It's not the same as the energy in a live room. You need to be out there, and you need to watch comedy live. It's it's the only way to really sort of experience a show. You're here. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, so there you go. And we have an awesome show that you guys can go see this week, uh, and it happens to star our headliner. So let's get to them, can we? <laughs> Alright, so uh, as I mentioned, I'm very excited about our headliner, one of my all-time favorite guys. Uh, He's been one of America's favorite headliners uh, for over 25 years. Uh, You may have seen him on Comedy Central, his HBO special, one of his dozen Tonight Show appearances. Uh, He's also an accomplished actor and producer and writer. And he's in Las Vegas as part of the Icons of Comedy series at the Las Vegas Hilton Fighter. I'm exhausted. It's Kevin Meaney, everybody. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Thank you? Very nice to see you. It's great to be on
2: your program. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me here.
0: You just look like a guy who's happy we're not in someone's living room.
2: Right now. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't sure where I was going because when Scott called me up, he said, uh, "Would you like to do the show?" And I, my answer is always, "Yeah, that sounds great." Sure. <laughs> and then the people over at the Hilton said. Uh, is that in some guy's house? <laughs> and I said, you know, I really didn't know. I didn't ask. But then I, all of a sudden, I thought, I said, maybe I'm going to be killed.
0: Right, sure. You know, I'm on, a, but on a webcast in some,
2: yeah. you know, porno <laughs> weird thing. And you then know. you
0: got in his car anyway. <laughs> no, uh,
2: the people at the Hilton, they called Scott this afternoon okay. and, uh, you know, talked to him. And so everything worked out fine.
0: Yeah. See, of course. It's very, uh, everyone has the same reaction when they walk in here. Uh, it's always... Pleasantly surprised. But yeah, pleasantly just, really surprised.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a nice studio. And you have nice people here working. So sure. I'm, I'm glad that. I think this is my first webcast. What? Yeah. I'll take my that. My first live webcast, yeah. Wow. There now, we I've go. I've live TV and sure. you know, all that. Yeah. But, it's it's. You know. Why'd you
0: have to mention the TV part? For a minute, like I was feeling the sense of pride. You're like, well, The Tonight Show no, is all right. But, is, but I don't believe is. it was available online at the time. No. <laughs> um, uh, how do you feel about being an I icon? I think I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> uh. How do you feel about being an icon of comedy? Well, I didn't. I
2: didn't know it was the name of. I didn't know the name of the show was Icons of Comedy until I got here, and then all my friends are going. You know, they're uh, emailing me and Facebooking me and Twittering me and twatting me, whatever. <laughs> right. And they're going, "You're an icon! <laughs> I can't believe you're an icon!" I go. I didn't name the show, <laughs> right? So uh, I just took the gig, man. Yeah, I just took the gig, and you know I came out here and it said icons of comedy, so I'm I'm happy to be part of it.
0: Are you, do you work out in Vegas a lot? Have you been out here quite a bit?
2: I, I swim. <laughs> well, That's what I meant. Oh, oh you meant workout, workout. Okay.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Trying for to look me. as thin
2: as I can. I'm, you know, you're talking about your weight, and I'm going, oh my God, look at me, <laughs> Jesus. But uh, do I work out in Vegas? Yeah. Well, I've been out here many times. Sure. Yeah. So over the years. So, but the, for the last five years, I've been on Broadway. So, right. It's really been hard for me to do any other work than, you know, you do eight shows a week, so you really don't have time to do any other shows.
0: Yeah. You have been doing a, a one man show. I don't know if that's what you were doing this. No, particular I was stint. doing. A,
2: I was doing Hairspray on Broadway. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you,
0: you you had a one man show. I did though, have man, a one man show. Yeah. You, and when you compare that to stand up, is is there a ton of crossover? Is it completely different? I, well, there's, uh, you know, you want to get the
2: laughs in the one-man show, as you do, but it's structured differently, you know, it's uh, it's all scripted, whereas stand-up, you know, you can, uh, you can, you know, like, deal with the audience, or yeah. you can, you know, like, some, some for some reason, people that come to a stand-up comedy show think that they can just stand up and Yell something out. Well, they're helping you. That's what you don't understand. They're helping the show. Yeah, but like you know, when you when you go to a Broadway show or go to a play or go to a you know TV taping or something, nobody stands up and says you suck. (laughs) Or you know, hey, I I remember this one. I was working in uh, this comedy club in New York, and in the middle of the show, some guy stood up like Glenn Close in The Natural and goes, Hey, why don't you curse more? (laughs) But it was perfect timing. It was like so great because he just like stood up and the light just hit him in the perfect way and it, like looked it was like planned. It looked like it was planned. And so, you know, then I went on and go, What the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> right, right, I can right, fucking yeah, curse yeah, yeah, yeah. if I want to fucking curse, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, you know, so then, you know, you build off those laughs. So, you know, but you know, like in a one man show, that doesn't happen. You have to stick to the story that you're telling. Right. And so you really don't want to get off that path, you know
0: is it hard uh, as someone who's kind of you know done stand up for for such a long time and then a one man show when when you're acting and I know you've acted in other things not just this this play is it difficult for you to, to kind of have that interaction with with other people? I've, I've tried I've not, never done any sort of real acting, but I've mm. done you know some, some small acting and, and some like improv and I don't like it. I don't like other people around. I want to fail or succeed on my own and it's it's hard for me to work with another.
2: No, person. I like it I, I you know see. I, I really do because no, uh, write that
0: down for my therapist it, then my mistake <laughs> uh,
2: No, I like it because uh, being a stand-up you know that's uh, you are all alone right you know and there's nothing else. Right so it's it's all on your dime you know you're the guy that you know is responsible for those people out there having a good time mm-hmm. now when you're in a play or a musical you know you have to you know you know there's other people involved and you're there to tell the story so do you get in trouble sometimes you know like you know if you're in a run you know which i did on broadway for 5 years in hairspray you know fooling around on stage yes and then it really gets complicated because, you know, there's no you really shouldn't be fooling around. Right. But you're doing eight shows a week and all of a sudden you you can't stop laughing for some reason, you right. can't get your lines up. But you, you know, the the next actor, the actor has to get your cue line, you know, right. in order for them to Keep to move the, the story moved. along. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I like it because there's uh, you know, you're, you know, the stand up is a really lonely profession. You it know. really
0: is, yeah. So we, we've talked about that before. Like that, yeah. that, that moment you're on stage is the best part of your day. That, but the rest yeah. of it, you're in a strange town, you don't yeah. know anybody. You, you're a star for you're an hour, and then nobody really wants to talk. Yeah, to you. Yeah, the
2: guy <laughs> drives you back, so, drives you back to the, you know, the hotel, and says, "Do you need anything? Uh, let me know if you need anything." And yeah, no, I don't need anything. I'll be fine. And then. You get into that room and it's like, oh god, I god, need a I friend. I mean, here. I did it. I was doing stand-up before there were computers, you <laughs> right? Know? So, right. You know, at least uh, I have the computer now that I can, you know, communicate with everybody. Right. You know, and uh, you know, I have my own cell phone, and you know, but well, before you. you didn't, yeah. you didn't have that. Right. You know, in 1980, when I started out, you didn't have cell phones and you know, laptops, and yeah. uh, you had a calling card maybe that you know <laughs> that that was if, it. if you
0: were doing well. Yeah. Sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. So like you said, you started in, in 80, and you were kind of uh, one of those uh, comics. that I feel like when the comedy boom kind of exploded, you were, you were right in the middle of it. I mean, you were everywhere. As, as Somebody was watching a ton of stand-up during that time, and I was just yeah. sort of you know, absorbing it. And I mean, you know, I, I used to see you every day, two, three times a day. On yeah. like the various Comedy Central clip shows, and you know, right. uh, I mean, you were everywhere. Was yeah. that was that as crazy as they make it sound? Were you you know was this almost like a rock star experience? Or was has that kind of been overblown? No, I, n-
2: I never looked at it as a rock star experience, but you know, it's it's always uh, even you, now looking back at it,
0: like comparing no, the
2: two. Yeah? No, because it's, it really hasn't changed that much for me since that time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm you know, you still you, you want to continue to work. You don't want to go back to. The real day job that I had, 32 years well, ago. Saying, so you know. 32
0: years later, you still think about that. You're like, yeah. you just, what's the next gig? Yeah, so I don't have to gig? go back to Blockbuster or whatever. I don't know what it
2: was. I was a supervisor for restaurant services and Sky chefs. <laughs> my, my mistake. <laughs> so I took care of all the meals that went on board and uh, you know the liquor. So I was in the restaurant business. So I, 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 worked in, yeah. I worked in I worked in you know great restaurants and uh, back in New York, and uh, then I took a job. Uh, in, uh, out in Cleveland to work for American Airlines, which their subsidiary at the time was Sky Chefs. And mm-hmm. since then, they've sold it off and it's all broken up. But that was my job, and I left that job to pursue a career in show business. You right. know, it wasn't necessarily stand up, it was like, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to do everything in show business. And that's right. what, you know, I've, that's what's happened. You know, I've, I've acted on, you know, on TV shows and. Uh, right. I've done stand-up. I've uh, been on Broadway. I've done film. So you know, it's been it's been fun doing everything, and that's what you have to do in order to survive. I
0: think. Do you have a favorite, or is it literally like the next gig that keeps you out of sky? It's the Shaffing? next. It's yeah. the next gig. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Because I always think of you, and and I know. I've, I mean, I've, I I watched Uncle Buck when mm. it was on TV. Okay. I was a fan. Uh, so I've seen you active, uh, but but I I always think of you as as a, as a stand-up. But you yeah. you. Do you sort of consider yourself an entertainer? Do you call yourself a comic? What I yeah, I think of myself as Label yourself. Uh, sorry. Let me label <laughs> myself
2: right now, Brian. <laughs> I, I would I would say that I'm an uh, an entertainer. Yeah. But you know, I don't think I'm your typical stand-up. Right. You know, so I, I do I go out and do stand-up comedy clubs? Absolutely, you know. have I played other venues, you know, that aren't stand-up clubs per se? Yeah, and and, they, and, and I'm sure you have too. Sure. You know, like you know, it's just not all you know stand up, you know, you know hoo-hoo's and right, right, uh, yeah. magoobies. <laughs> no, I just, just actually work magoobies. Are you serious as
0: a magoobies? <laughs> That's a shame. As, as my, you're driving up to magoobies, you ever think what yeah, the fuck's going exactly. on? My yeah. my
2: dad, who passed away about a year ago, and uh, he, I would tell him, he goes, "So where are you working this week?" And I would go magoobies. He would go, "I don't believe." It. <laughs> <laughs> but Dad, I'm making good money at Magoo's, and he would just like shake his head. But he was really totally proud of all. You know, like he had seen me. You know, I I had played Carnegie Hall. You know, and they all came down to the show. So I mean, you know, he has seen you know the great places that I've worked, and also you know the horror yeah. gigs. You know, it's not all great places that you work. You yeah, know?
0: I think I think that was the one that you mentioned. Your father. I think my father. Views me as a failure for several reasons, but specifically, <laughs> he uh, he came out when I was living in New York. Uh, I went out and I uh, I did a show at um, uh, at the casino in Connecticut. Um, Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun. Yeah. Yes, uh, and uh, and I was I was opening. Uh, you know, for for Gary Valentine, it wasn't even that mm-hmm. big of a show for me. It was like my show or anything, but mm-hmm. it was the first time my dad actually saw me like on a real, like a real stage, right. you know, on like That's a a great theater stage. Yeah, yeah, theater seating. Like yeah. it was, you know. And then and then, you know, two weeks later, I'm back at you know the fucking stand up New York on right. this tiny little tin yeah. stage, right. and my dad's like, "What happened? I don't know why he thought like somehow yeah. like that that was gonna catapult me. How That's come not- you're not there again tonight? <laughs> right. He know? doesn't like the life yeah. of a comic is right. it's, it's unbelievable gigs followed by by right. shit gigs, and you just keep taking the work.
2: That's what you have to do in order yeah. to, you know, you know, like my daughter, I talked to her today. She goes, break a leg, Daddy. How's, you know, where are you working tonight? You yeah. know, it's. A, she's always asking me, like, what hotel are you staying in? Right. Well, I'm at the Best Western and it's <laughs> horrible. And, you know, and how's the Hilton? You know, the Hilton's great. You know, so yeah. she's, she, you know, and I've taken her on gigs
1: before, you know, so yeah. uh, she gets a big kick out of it.
0: Yeah, we, I think we have some questions for you. We got some really. Yeah. We
1: do. Uh, Paula actually asked the same question I asked you in the car, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin. Uh, she said she saw you on Thirty Rock and wanted to know what the process of getting on that show was.
2: Uh, the process to get on the show is, uh, you know, you go in. You know, your agent calls you and says we have an audition for you for <laughs> yeah. Thirty Rock. Do you want to go in for it? And I played. I there was. A, they wanted me. They the original audition was for Paul Revere. Which was one line, okay. and I go, I don't really want to go in for one line. You know, I just don't. You know, it's like, is that where it's that? Is that where it is now? <laughs> you you ask, know, you're looking at your I'm agent just like, Just going in, tell me in now for if one line. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I go, I'll go in. Right. So I go in. I read the one line, and the casting uh, agent goes, fantastic. <laughs> And I think I'm being punked or something. Right. You know, like, Don't be fan- patronizing, ma'am. That's fantastic. Really, really good, Kevin. Really nice. Really, really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> you walk out, and you know, I remember g- going back on the subway with uh, another guy that went in and read the same one line, and we're going, "This is unbelievable." Like, you know, that you know, like they, they could have picked anybody from the street to read that, you know. Right. So then they call me back, and they said they they really liked you. They really did, but they want you to come back in. To read for John Hancock.
0: Oh my God! So and that was that was a bigger bigger role. So
2: I went in, I read for that, and they go, fantastic! (laughs) You are the John Hancock we're looking for. When we think of John Hancock, we think of you, you know. And so I I go, wonderful. So you know they, you you go you know you go back, and they have to go down to, uh you know wardrobe, and they got to fit you for the John Hancock three corner hat and, you know the. Then about the spats, I don't know what, you know, like the, the great clothes that you have to wear right, for that part. Right. So it was fun.
0: That's, a, that, that's kind of an exciting deal. I yeah, mean, that was a good yeah.
2: gig. That was a great gig, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Just got another check from it too, so that's, it's always good.
0: <laughs> that is sweet. Yeah. We got another question, Scott?
1: We do. Frank wants to know how often you write new material. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> not
2: enough. <laughs> well, I did, I did a, a, you know, like, uh, you know, I try to keep current with the, uh, you know, the news. So the, I, th- I think they just caught the Cobra. You know, in New York, you mm-hmm. know the cobra was stuck, and then the killer whale was uh, is back in back in business. You know, thank God. That's a great thing for the you know the kids. Let's go see the killer whale. Why did they call it a killer whale? Well, because it killed the trainer last year. <laughs> that's why it just shook the trainer around until the trainer was dead. You know, not get. that that's a funny right. joke. You know, but kind of. You know, how, how did the uh, how did the killer whale? Uh, you know, yeah, I saw the killer whale last night. How was it? Oh, he killed. You know, so. I, I think I did that last night. Didn't I do that, Ira, last night? Yeah. Didn't get a big laugh, but it was, you know, it was about as bad as big as it was you know, here. Yeah.
0: It, the, we were uh, speaking of, of sort of new material, the, the issue, uh, I don't want to say issue, that makes it sound horrible. The thing that I always looked forward to, uh, you know, when I said I was watching those clip shows, my, my buddy Mike and I, uh, he's the one that kind of got me into watching stand-up. And yeah. we, we loved you specifically because, and, and I've talked about this before, during that time sort of comedy boom when they were just, just sort of it's like a sausage factory on TV, yeah. whatever, whoever was telling jokes, yeah. get, there was so much sameness, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you would come out and you were nothing like anybody else. Well, that's why
2: I say, you know, I, I don't think I'm your typical stand-up, you right. know, because I'm, you know, I'm kind of, uh, you know, even Johnny Carson would go, well, this next guy that comes out, he's... He's a little bit different. He's a little bit different. He's a little bit weird. And then I would be back there, and I go, "Why is he saying that I'm a little bit different and weird?" You know? I'm a stand-up, right. you know. And I, right. and then you know, you 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 kind of look back on it, and you go, "Yeah, I was, you know, I don't think I would have the balls to go out there and sing the months of the year now."
0: I was you gonna know? say, yeah, because because you you you, know? you you sing, you're you're very yeah. high energy.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, we, I went on the show. Yeah. And I sang. I said, uh, you know, it's great to be here on the Tonight Show, and right now I'd like to sing a couple of songs that I wrote for you. Yeah. I mean, the balls that I had, and I go, <laughs> January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, <laughs> and then the band, Doc Severinsen, starts playing, in, yeah. Starts playing yeah. with me. Like no, the knew drums are, no, they're just like, just <laughs> yeah. improv Right. And I'm going, I'm going in my head, what are they doing? And I'm going, you can see it on the tape. Stop it, <laughs> they're throwing me up. <laughs> oh, these are the months of the year. <laughs> so then I get done, and Johnny goes, I love that. I used to go to Vegas all the time. And uh, I'd say, Steve Allen wrote another song. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> You know, so he loved it. You know, right. and and the thing was, I used to do that when I was fourteen. Right. And like I can, I remember we were all in the fort. You know, and uh, I would, you know, my friends would say, "Kevin, sing that crazy song you do, January February." <laughs> yeah. And I could imagine them sitting, you know, laying in bed, you know, with their wives at the time, going, "He's still Son doing that. Yeah. He's singing that song he used to sing in the fort."
0: You know. <laughs> so. And then on top of that, you also you you had. Uh, you know, so You sort of have like your catchphrases. I don't want to Yes, my know, catchphrases. But, yes. Right. So I mean yeah. like even to today, but you know. Dana 20- Carvey
2: turned me onto that. Dana Carvey, you know, cuz we uh I started in San Francisco in 1980 and he always right. had a call back. Right. And uh, you know, you know a catchphrase or something. Right. So I was like, you know, I kind of, you know, jumped onto that wagon. I said I've yeah. got to get some catchphrases, yeah. you know, and but then then you know, I didn't think I I really thought of that uh specifically, but it was sort of like uh you know, they just kind of just came out, you know? So, yeah. you know, and then people, you know, people still come to me, put your big pants on. <laughs> right. Don't well, be walking around with tight pants on. <laughs> of course. Get your big pants on. See, that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, this yeah. is 20 years later, my buddy yeah. and I will still, you know, that's not right. That's not right. right. <laughs> Get the uh, puss <laughs> off your face. Exactly. Uh, uh, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Meow, meow, zoom, 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 <laughs> zoom.
1: <Brrr. laughs> <laughs>
0: This this one's a little bit rare, but this is still a personal favorite. Uh, Cheesecake boats
2: are coming. Cheesecake boats are coming. We'll party tonight. (laughs) So they would, and then they would say, uh, you can't do that on TV because you've taken that from, uh, that's a Disney.
0: uh, Oh, the song, the melody. The the melody is from
2: Disney. I I didn't even know it was from, really? I thought
0: I wrote that. But does it bother you, like, if if you're, you know, if you're at a show or somebody just yells out, that's not right. Not at all. No,
2: no. that's, That's great. You know, then you can. You know, move right on with that.
0: (laughs) Well, it's true because you know we we've talked about it before. If you're if you're you know uh, sort of just the uh, you know uh, hey I saw a uh, uh, chubby white guy in his uh, thirties the other night. He was funny. That that's it. That's that's every comic that exists. But people remember Kevin Meany, because you know there there there's certain things that that can only be tied to you. So it really is. I I hear comics say I'm sick of doing that, but at the same time, like that's no, I'm not uh,
2: sick of doing my act. I mean, like you know. You know, I I I want a new act. I desperately, (laughs) desperately want a new act. I really do, and I'm working on it. I really am. I mean, that joke I did on the, the uh, what do you call it, the the killer whale. (laughs) I can build on that. But you know, I I I, I like you know, I do like my act. I do. I do like my act. But like my family now, you know, they're not coming out. They go, oh, he's still doing this stuff, you know, and you know, but that's my act, you know, and. It's a it's a good act. It's so. just great, yeah. So I, I keep going out and doing it. You know, yeah. I've been doing the famous people's dogs for over 30 years. Yeah, and I've never yeah. changed the dogs. <laughs> same never. dogs. They're the same, same dogs. celebrities' dogs. Same. Ce- I mean, people don't even know who these celebrities are. You know, <laughs> Rod Serling's dog Ruff Ruff. <laughs> you know, who's Rod Serling? <laughs> who is Rod Serling? You know, he was Twilight Zone guy. You know, Ruff Ruff. <laughs> You know, so I, I, and I get a kick out of doing them in the same yeah. order and the same, the, the exact same bit. Yeah. I did them last night. I did the dogs, you know. Yeah.
0: And from what I, uh, and, and, you know, I've, I've seen you live a couple times, and, uh, and obviously you're one of those guys that, one uh, thing that I think is so cool about you is comics really respect you. Like, you're, there's not a lot of comics that I know that don't like Kevin Meaney. Oh, that's nice to yeah, hear. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of cool to be respected by, by your peers well, to that Well, sure, it,
2: it is. It, that's, that's very flattering. So, you know, it's always nice to hear.
0: And in addition to, uh, you know... Tell being, me more, right, Tell me well, more. Well, in addition to, to sort of being uh, a... a, a Uh, a headliner that can draw in your own right. You've also worked with every, you know, major comic ever. I know you opened, didn't you open for Jerry Seinfeld when he did his Broadway? I opened for Jerry for the Broadway run he did, yep. And so when that, Brant Oler, our usual co-host, he opened for Doug Stanhope, uh, you know, a couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago. And he said that, you know, he he went up and it just didn't really click for him. And it makes sense, you know, they're there to see him. He's got his his fan base, they want to see him. I imagine the same thing for you, even though you've built a a career and you're known. With
2: Jerry it was good, you know. But, you know, other times I've, uh, you know, been... You know the opening act for whatever. I remember I did uh, for Neil Young when he came out. You know this, bu- this "Buds for You." This what yeah, is it?
0: That, that song? I don't think it's "This Buds for You." It's not "This Buds <laughs> for You."
2: Something. You know. Yeah. It was. He had a big hit in the '90s or something. Yeah. And you know, they uh, Lauren Michaels told uh, Neil Young's manager, who was Bob Dylan's manager also, and you know, said, "Well, Kevin Meaney, you could you could get him. He would be really great for you know to open up for Neil Young." So I uh, said, okay, I'll do that. And it was like, a, it was a good gig, you know, it was paid good money. Sure. And it was at Jones Beach Theater in Long Island. And I go out there, they introduce, and before Neil Young, uh, comedian, let's welcome Kevin Meany. Boo! <laughs> we hate you! <laughs> you know, and there's like these people from, they're dressed up like, they're back in the 70s, but it's now the 90s. <laughs> and they got bandanas on and like ripped jeans, which are now back in style, by the way. Sure. And they're just going, you suck. You suck. I hate you. You know, and I, my whole objective was I've got to do the 20 minutes because if I don't do the 20 minutes, they're not going to pay me.
0: Right. right. So, There's those I'm, gigs. Sure, so I'm going,
2: all right, I need the money for the rent. Right. You know, so I'm staying on. I don't care what. For the 20 minutes, and for the whole 20 minutes, they just screamed and yelled and hated me. Right. And Neil Young's manager is over on stage right, and he's going, "That's it, that's it, cut, cut." And I'm going, "Oh no, you <laughs> I don't, don't think so. Oh, I know what your no, game is. I know you don't want to pay me." <laughs> so I'm going, "I don't care. I don't care." I love Neil Diamond. Oh, it's not Neil Diamond. I don't care. I don't care. Meow, meow, meow. And I'm like, we hate you. So I did the time. And they go, why didn't you get off? And I go, because I wanted my money. And I got the money. And I still run into people, because it was like thousands of people you know, for this Neil Young concert, right? And uh, I still have people that run up to me and say, yeah, I saw you when you opened up for Neil Young. And I have it on, uh, it was recorded, and I have it on, you know, I think Reel to Reel or something, and I've never been able to listen <laughs> oh to it. Oh my god. I've never <laughs> been able to listen. I am still have my, my first time I've ever been on stage back in 1980 in San Diego at the Comedy Store. Really? And I've tried to listen to it, and I get there, and i relive that whole moment. And I go, oh
0: god, that's <laughs> oh, so painful. <laughs>
1: yeah. I can't. turn it off, turn it off. I don't want to listen to it anymore. So. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. We have more questions, Scott? We do. Tracy wants to know if you watch any up and coming comics. And if you, if you do, do you like any of them? Yeah, I, I watch, uh, you know.
2: I want to come out and see Brian. Yeah. So, okay.
0: Yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll, we can make that happen. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but are you still like a fan of comedy? Can or, I mean well, you've been around it for so long? I, can you I sit am. in the back of the room and still watch comedy? Yeah, and, I can. And love
2: it. I, I absolutely I can. And you know especially when uh, I uh, you know I have guys that open up for me. Sure. You know when I go, go out on the road and you know not this gig. This gig is like really weird because you know uh, it's in a casino mm-hmm. and there's a time you know. There's a time constriction that uh, the show has to be. It will be done. Yeah. And, <laughs> there, you know, there's no
0: such thing as we, going over in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's an hour yeah. show, yeah. and you get done. You're an hour. You're done. You know. Yeah. So, uh, and they don't want you to go over. Yeah, I did. I did an extra 15 for you. That's not good. You didn't do us a favor. Yeah. So uh, yeah. they want you to go out and gamble. Right. You know. So, uh, you know. So when I'm out on the road, you know, and doing clubs and stuff, I, you know, I see a lot of the, you know, the the younger acts that come out and. They're great, you know, I worked with this guy you know uh i, I, don't, I was going to give all the why didn't you mention my name, but I, yeah right. <laughs> I, I've worked with a lot of great young young up and coming comics, so uh you know which and I'd love to you know I have to watch them first of all, because to see if they're doing anything that any you know thing that I'm going to cover right. you know, so.
0: I wish more headliners would do that. Like, it's painful. What, like, if, if you see a headliner go up and, and, like, he does, he hits on a similar topic that, that the opening act or the feature act does. Yeah. The audience uh, is aware of it, but the headliner has yeah. no
2: idea. He's like, why isn't this, this joke yeah.
0: usually killed?
2: Well, yeah. you know, that's it. You know, yeah. so you have to do that. And, you know, I'll, uh, I'll be in the back and go, God damn it. You know, yeah. you know that's, I, I'm, I cover that. You know, but I'll never, ever tell that comic that, you know, not to do that bit. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. I'll never say. I mean, I'll get mad on my own. Right. Right. You know. Go, God. Fuck. Yeah. You know. I do a snoring bit. <laughs> right.
0: You know. Yeah. Why is this? You know. So. So, but you know, then you have to do other stuff. I mean, I have plenty of stuff to do. Right. And that's the idea. Like you're the headliner. You know what I mean? So yeah. if somebody else goes up and does something, it's, it's not. It's not their job to do less. It's you're the star. Yeah. You know. So it's kind of. I, I respect that. I think that's awesome because I've seen it the other way, and as I'm yeah. sure you have. Yeah. Our oh, headliner will be that. like, hey, I, I do. Yeah, a big, yeah. Drop that from your act. Well, yeah. <laughs> you don't have another joke no yeah, you right. you you yeah. you
2: go back and you do more stuff you know right. so you can always you know there's i can always go into january <laughs> if you, nobody's doing that exactly that's nobody is doing that says, oh, i don't care <laughs> meow 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 cheesecake bolts <laughs> <quotes> are coming <laughs> well nobody's doing that so thanks for
0: doing the yeah. hits is that what you said yeah. somebody told you yes.
1: <laughs> yeah thanks for doing the great hits uh we got another one guy we do but uh, before Didn't you say in a previous show, Brian, that as a feature, you will see what the headliner's doing and pull jokes out if he does a similar kind of joke?
0: I personally that's something that I personally do. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well then you can work with me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. That's you I
0: like that. Yeah. I do. It just it, it makes me it, it makes me feel weird. So uh, I, yeah. I I personally will do that and it's happen. And guilty. Right. You know? I, I do like I've done yeah, something yeah, wrong. Yeah, like you've done something wrong. Like he's yeah. more famous than me. I probably yeah. stole this. I'm a horrible comic. Like you know, Richard yeah. Lewis, you know. Yeah.
2: He'll he'll actually go, "I have that on tape that what I did." I did that in 1977. I did that bit. I did that on tape. I have it on tape. I have it on tape. It's in a log, and I have it. And I can show it to you. You can hear it. And it's like you know. All right, Richard. Listen, you know, you know. Every, there's a lot of things. You know, like you know. Everybody goes to the grocery store. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you know, everybody so drives a car. Didn't know you know. had the market cornered, yeah, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, uh, we, so, well,
1: Scott. Yeah. Tracy wants to know what did you consider to be your big break?
2: I I, I guess I can. It's a cumulative. You know, it's not one. Thing really, you know, but I would have to say probably The Tonight Show with Johnny. And I had done it the year previous with Jay. Jay was the guest host because Johnny called in sick that night, and this is in 1988, I guess, and Jay was, you know, substituting. So I went on and didn't get any nothing from that, you know. The following year, they brought me back. I did basically the same act, and it just took off, you know. So, and then, but also, I had my one-night stand was uh, aired right after a Tyson fight. Oh, wow, on HBO. On HBO. Yeah. So, uh, so that was, you know, that really kind of, you know, put up. But David Brenner, he had me on his show in, in New York. He had a little talk show, you know, it was a nationally syndicated show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he brought me, he, I think that was one of the first, uh shows I did, it was with uh, David Brenner, and he was a big fan, and he still is, you know, so.
0: Was it was it easier to kind of get on TV back then, or was it just that no, comedy was no, more popular? No, no,
2: it's, it's no, never, it's never easy to get on TV, right. you know, I mean, they, they, you know, rake you through the coals to make sure that, you know, you know, everything, you know, you can, you know, so the last time, I did the Tonight Show last year, and so they said, uh, yeah, we saw you, because I went in for an audition at Cal- Caroline's. And uh, I knew they were doing a Tonight Show showcase. So I called Lewis, the guy that runs Caroline, and so I said, can I get on that? He goes, Kevin, yeah, of course you can come on Come on down. So I went on it. And of course, The Tonight Show knows me, right. but they haven't seen me in a while. So I went up and I did all my new stuff. And they go, that's great. So then they called and said, we want you on the show uh, in two days. Can you come out here? And I said, yes. And this is like six weeks after I did the audition. Wow, OK. And can you come out here? And I go, I would love to. But we want you to do the same set you did, you know, at Caroline's. Now I that was the one night I didn't right, record of it. Of course. And so then I went down to the comedy cellar in New York and I I tried out, I, I did my set there, totally bombed. And they said they called up the next day and they said, How did it go at the comedy cellar? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the 30 rock audition. How did it time out? Perfectly. <laughs> so Totally lied, yeah. and then my friend out in L.A., Martin Olson, who is like just this genius writer, he's gonna his book is coming out called the Encyclopedia of Hell. It should be the companion book to the Bible in every <laughs> uh, in every hotel room, and that's that's what I really want to. That's that's why I'm on this show. Okay. <laughs> so you have it's it's genius. He's a comedy writer. So he went through my set with me, uh, you know, back in the you know in my dressing room at the at uh, NBC in Burbank.
0: Literally in the dressing. That's where you're going over your set. We went over the whole set. (laughs) And then they
2: want you to do it with cue cards in case you freeze. Yeah. So they write all the cue cards. They write everything on cue cards for you. And I said, I just need the bullet points, you know. So we put it all together, and uh, it worked out fine. I had a great set.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I. uh, Let's talk about you know you mentioned bombing and we we always close the show with a, with a hell gig story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a little bit of time, but something to something to keep in the back of your mind. Okay, <laughs> since you already did one, the, yeah. the Neil Young deal. Right. Uh, you you know I feel you, like don't I'm seem, <laughs> you don't seem you don't seem to I don't want to say you don't seem to mind when things aren't going well, but you seem to cope better than a lot of comics I've seen when maybe things aren't going ideally for you. Uh,
2: no, I don't. You know, I I, I take it personally. You yeah. know, I mean it's. Uh, It's always my fault, though, so I I never blame the audience. I never say, you know, God, that audience sucked. Right. It's like very common thing that that comics do. That is such a cop out, you know, because it's not, it's not the audience's fault. Maybe one percent of the time, the audience is really horrible, and you know, yeah. uh, So you can't blame the audience. Right. You have to blame yourself. There's something. It's not. Maybe it's not the material that you know. Like maybe your act uh, didn't go over that night because. Maybe something, and you were thinking about something else. Maybe you right. just weren't psyched up for the show. Something in your brain, did, you know, you, just your biorhythms are off, or something. Who right. knows? You know. Right. You haven't heard that one in a long time. I have time, not. Have no Bio- biorhythms. That biorhythms. is. Biorhythms. Awesome. That's a very '80s thing. <laughs> biorhythms.
0: What else, Scott? We got something else. We do. Scotty, who's a standup as well,
1: Scotty, who's a standup as well, asks, "What is the best way to deal with hecklers?"
2: Uh. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with them. I mean, that's just the nature of the, the game, you know. So uh, you can have a couple of, you know, lines, I guess, in the bank. Right, some stocks. You know, there. some stock stuff, you know. Uh, but you have to, first, you have to let the audience know what that person said, okay? So you have to repeat what they said to let them know, because mm-hmm. the, sometimes, especially in a big room, you know, you know, only like maybe a few people around that person might have heard it, you know. Right. So I would recommend just saying, you know, kind of letting the audience know what this idiot said and just deal with it honestly, you know, yeah. and as comedically as you can. Yeah. You know, and so uh you know, I I you know, you can shoot back, you know, like I don't go to work and yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't go to your job and I don't know, like, cut off your head and shit in your neck, you know, right? I don't know? Sure,
0: that'll work. Isn't that something? That's another one that I think I've heard. Well, I think that's a great point, because a lot of times, as a comic, you'll hear something. I mean, it's not even so much as, how do I deal with this heckler? Sometimes it's, do I, should I do, is this even something I need to bother with? Because you're right. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you might hear something, but unless yeah. the whole room is in on it, Yeah. Like you might just be like, what'd you say? Like people yeah. are just like, why is that guy freaking out yeah. on the stage? So I
2: love the one where the, the guy I'm sure you've seen this where the he's playing the guitar and oh, somebody that's the a, gr- guy just smashes <laughs> yeah. him over the head. Yeah. He goes, Well, he said something to me, you know. <laughs> he was coming after me. <laughs> you know, it's that's like one of the greatest. Yeah. That's how you deal with the heck. You hit him with a guitar, you <laughs> smash him over <laughs> the head.
0: Also, uh I think it's um the comics, people people outside of stand up, uh, that's the one thing they always want to know. It must be so crazy with the heck. The audience always wants the comedian to win. Yeah. So I mean and you that, know that's a good point. Unless yeah, you yeah. like totally freeze up or go yeah. way over the top, I mean yeah. you're probably gonna do all right in yeah. a Heckler situation. You know? No, absolutely. I mean I've yeah, not yeah. done all right lots that's, of times. <laughs> I've never looked at
2: it that way that the, the audience wants the comedian to win. So that's to
1: say, yeah. I've learned something here. <laughs> well then,
0: then no, my it's job true. Is done. absolutely
1: yeah. you're absolutely right. Scott you know, Uh Paul wants to know, does Kevin have a preference when it comes to the size of the room he plays? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know where that was headed I didn't, I didn't know where that <laughs> was headed. <laughs> it's all about the pregnant part. Well, I like a big one, you know. So, uh,
2: <laughs> no, I, you know, I worked uh, up in Albany, uh, New York, and then, uh, this is about a month ago, and I was in, you know, the comedy works, it was the name of the, the place, and then they had a satellite room. Uh, you know, not too far, you know, like, maybe 20 miles up in Saratoga. Mm-hmm. And it was in a restaurant, and it was in a, they had like a, you know, a little room back there where they did comedy one night a week. The stage was as big as this corner right here. Not the table. <laughs> right. To just the corner, the corner right? <laughs> and that was it. And you stood on this little corner, and you looked out, and the microphone, you didn't even need a microphone, you know? Right. And I had the most fun. Yeah. Doing that now—that was so—that was so intimate, and so it was like, you know, you could have hired me to work in your basement, right. you know. So you know, and I've played—I was at uh, you know Carnegie Hall. I did that. I did Woodstock, and I—not—not uh, not the original Woodstock, right. sure, of the, course. the one yeah. in the '90s. Right. And then I think they've done another one since then. And I introduced—you uh, know—there were thousands and thousands of people there, and I had to do a little bit of comedy, and then I had to introduce. The porno for pyros, right? <laughs>
0: the porno for pyros, But absolutely. I,
2: and they said, here's the card to introduce them. And I said, I don't need that. I got it up here, mental note. <laughs> porno for pirates! <laughs> so they the came, show, you know, yeah. they came out glaring at me. <laughs> porno for pirates.
0: We're not pirates, we're porno for pyros! <laughs> you know? So, Where? I know that you, you said you like to do a little bit of everything. You're an entertainer. Yeah. Like, you know, as, you're, as you're sort of envisioning the, the rest of your career, is there something that you, like, ideally, if you could have it your way, yeah. exactly the way, you know, your ideal career from here mm-hmm. on out, what, what would it be? I would love to be, I would love to do another Broadway
2: show okay. for another long run, okay? Okay, really? Yeah. For the, I could do that for another five years. I could, if I could get into a Broadway show, for another five years, that would be perfect because uh, my daughter then would have graduated from uh, school. She's in six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. So maybe six years. Okay, okay six year run. So uh, another six year run. So <laughs> she could then she could go off to college, and then I can do whatever I have to do, you know. So, uh, but I would like to do another Broadway show. Yeah. Wow. Tomorrow. <laughs> so make it happen. Let's make it happen, see? <laughs> Probably uh, shall,
0: understand? All right, man, well, look, I, I'm having a lot of fun. I, I can sit and, and just fucking pick your brain for a long time. But uh, we're wrapping up. Uh, will you share a, a hell gig story with us, uh, one, one of your favorites? Oh, God, well, I shared one. Right, but, uh, that was a good you one. You know, I,
2: I well, a hell gig, I guess. I was down in, uh, it's not, it was, and in this it was, it was an unfortunate uh, thing that happened on stage. I shit my pants on stage. <laughs> Shut up! Okay. No, you did not. I did. And what? I was
0: uh, in. Oh I, I Are we I just was... supposed to like pick up the story from there? How did you okay. shit your pants? No,
2: I'll tell you. Okay, I was. Uh, I was down in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, <laughs> and I was working with Bobby Slayton. You know Bobby Slayton. Of course, sure, easier. So, we uh, were. You know, they these this cl- this club owners from San Francisco. <laughs> Bob uh, Ayers and Chip Romer, They had a club there called the Other Cafe, and they said, "Well, why don't we, uh, you know, the dollars really, you know, uh, you know, you can get a good good exchange out of Mexico at the time, and we'll open up a club down there and we'll call it the Otro Cafe. We, Bobby and I, and and Bobby was headlining, and I was the opening act for him." But we kind of shared the bill, but he he always closed, so he was the he was the main guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was the main guy. Okay, I was the I was the fucking headliner. Okay, Meenie. <laughs> so you know he always has to say that. So yes, Bobby, you were the headliner. <laughs> so so I was, you know, I go out and I'm I'm you know I'm very you know i you know I'm, I'm wearing white pants. And I've got all in white, I have a oh, tan, God. I look great, and I'm up on stage, and we had gone out, and you can eat. It was like. Four or five dollars for a big lobster dinner, big steaks and beer and tequila and everything, and but you know all the food is poison, you know, <laughs> because the the water is right. like you know 30 mixed 30. with their feces. So so uh, it's uh, d- that's why they say don't drink the water in you know Mexico. Right. In, it's like yeah, don't drink the water, but drink the beer. I don't know what what <laughs> it's made from water, so right. I don't understand why we're always drinking. I want that I want that Mexican beer. That's really tasty. <laughs> so uh, I'm on stage, and I just feel it coming. And but I did the time. Of course you did. You're going to get paid. I pooed yeah. my pants, and then I in, walked in your white pants. In my white pants. Oh lord. And I walked off the stage, and I said to Chip, and he was there on the side I saying, "I go, I shit my pants." <laughs> Get me out of here! Get me out! So uh, he brought me, and he's laughing, and I'm going, "It's not funny!" You know. So uh, he drove me back to the place we were staying at, you know, and I, I cleaned up really nice. <laughs> and uh, so I guess that, you know, was that a hell gig? Yes, you shit your pants. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hell
0: gig. Kevin Meaney, everybody. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Go see him this week uh, at the Hilton, the Icons of Comedy Series. You will not be disappointed. Uh, I will be down there. I'm going to come see you on Saturday night. I'm great, very excited. Great, uh, great, very Be excited my guest, all right? Oh, please, absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, and, and if, you, you know, if you're if you not in Vegas, you want to see where Kevin Meaney's performing, check out his website. You will not be disappointed. The man is a wrecking ball of joy. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> that's, that's it, everybody. Uh, enjoy your week. Uh, we'll see you next week on Awkward Silence. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> hey.